Yeah, firewood. How's it going? Uh, just every day that goes by, you know, it continues to develop and get better. He's working hard at it, as are all like, all of our guys. Uh, just, I think he, you know, he's he's got a plan now. Each week, each day, when he comes out to attack, and he he accomplishes those goals. And through that, he he keeps developing, developing into good players or into a good player. Coach, one of the players I want to ask about doesn't have a bigger role uh, is Ty Han. How has he looked in practice, and how do you think he'll fit into the offense? I mean, he's, since we got here, he's been crucial just because he can play every position. He knows every position, and you know, and with with injuries and people in and out of the lineup, being able to play, you know plug and play a guy like that was crucial. I'm glad that he got out there the other night and made a crucial third down catch, uh, like he did. That was awesome to see. How valuable was the bye week just for? sort of big picture reassessing of what the offense has been and what it can be? That was awesome. I mean, I think we handle bye weeks way different than everybody, you know, anywhere I've ever been when I'm away from Coach Rule. We compete in everything that we talk about, you know, just iron sharpening iron. Our guys went out every single day that we practiced, and sometimes they can be a lull in the, in the off week, but this is one of the best off weeks I've ever been a part of as far as uh, the detail, the practice, the competition, uh, guys being locked into it. It was really neat. It was a good week. Coach, talked, uh, Coach Rule talked last week. Um, pretty uh, bluntly about Anthony and uh, the need for him to improve his ball security. You know, as as he has mentioned several times this year, as Coach has. So, what what did you see uh, through the bye week, and what are you expecting as you get closer to Saturday? Uh, well, we need him. I mean, he's a talented he's a talented running back. He's one of the ta most talented running backs you know in our league. But if you can't hold on to the football, now you start messing with you know wins and losses in people's lives. So. Uh, you know, until people are proven, uh, prove that they can handle the pressure of carrying and the responsibility of carrying the football, then we're not going to put him out there and put him in those situations. So he had a good week, uh, you know, continued to emphasize that EJ's done a really nice job just daily. You got to be careful. It can't be like the ninth inning and you're going out there, hey, you got to, you know, you have a no hitter. You can't be that, right? Because then it becomes to backfire, begins to backfire on you. But I think that uh, EJ's done a really nice job of, of working with Anthony and Anthony's. Uh, very been, been been very mindful of what he needs to do to get back on the field. What I'm just drilling down on Heinrich a little bit, going back to that. What has he done to? I mean, even if it's a small separation, what has he done to separate himself? Uh, I think I think he's just, the the way that the way that we play football right now. I mean, again, we're going to play whatever style of football it takes to win games, uh, whatever players that we have available. So I think the style of football that we're playing now uh, is very, uh, you know, in his wheelhouse. And I think he's doing a really nice job of taking care of the football. And, uh, you know, with a defense like ours, if we just can take care of the football, right, and not beat ourselves, we have a chance to, to have success. Okay. How different is the style of play, though, in this division compared to maybe what you had been used to where field position, punts, things like that really have a high, higher value maybe than other places in culture? No, it is. I mean, you you have to you have to have the guts and the nerve to go three and out sometimes and be smart. You know, it might be third and eleven. You're backed up and you and you're down deep in your darkest pits of your soul. You're wanting to take a shot at it, but you know, you know what's best in that situation is you may hand the ball off. You may throw it short of the sticks and punt it and let your defense go out there and get you some more field position. So, uh, you know. It is. This league is a lot different than, than other places I've been. Just the emphasis, and again, you know, you have the different weather situations, the wind and the weather, the, the cold weather and stuff that come into play as we move through the end of the year. It's going to be fun to be a part of, but we have to continue to maintain, you know, our, our mindset of, of not beating ourselves and making sure that keeping ourselves in good play and field position. Marcus, do you feel like you've done a really good job of 
receivers are ready to step up in this more prominent role now for the offense? They have to. You know, now it's like, you know, three weeks ago, y'all were asking that. And it was like, well, if he has a good week of practice, we'll get him out there, get some reps. Now it's, hey, you. And they look back and there's nobody behind them. And they had to, you know, it's, I think it's really hit them that, you know, it's, it's our time to go. And I think, you know, we'll look back on this in a couple of weeks, couple of months, couple of years, and, and kind of see where this is a turning point for those guys. What's your evaluation of the offensive line through the first six games? Uh, I'm very pleased with the offensive line. Again, you know, even sometimes in games where you have sacks, you know, people want to people want to blame the offensive line when, it, you know, say you have ten sacks uh, throughout a year. Usually, there's about five of them that are on the O line, and there's five of them that's on a running back or a quarterback or something. All the sacks that happen sometimes in today's world, RPOs, it's actually a run play. The quarterback makes the wrong read, and it's a sack. So I'm, you know, not to go down that road. I'm, I'm very pleased with them. I love their work ethic. I love their toughness. I love their uh, commitment to our unit, uh, their commitment to our team, and just how they go about their daily process. I think that, uh, you know, we really rely on them from a leadership standpoint throughout the game when things start to go bad. You know, we rely on those guys to dig us out of holes, and, and they've done a really nice job of that. Marcus, Coach Rule um, yesterday talked about adapting his own coaching style, like during the week, to, to kind of meet the needs of the players to help motivate them. Have you yourself um, seen an adaptation to your coaching style? To my coaching style? Yeah. Uh, we like these. I mean, we really like these dudes, man. These, these, our players are awesome. And when you're around them every day and you see how hard they work and how important it is to them, it's, we're all in this together. And sometimes that takes years to, to achieve. But I think that they know that we're in it with them. And we sure as heck know that they're committed to, to what we're doing. So I think it makes it easier. Daily, daily interactions become fun. And you'll walk by offices and players are just hanging out, eating wings with coaches, watching TV, watching ball, watching cut-ups, offense, defense, defense, offense. It's a great camaraderie going on in our football building right now. And I think that all kind of goes back to how Coach Rule's always done it. You know, he's always been a player's coach and, and always had those relationships. And I think that our staff's done a really nice job adapting that mindset as well. How much do you appreciate what appears to be Jeff Simmons' really good attitude about what's going on? Like, he, he doesn't necessarily have to have that. I'm sure the season hasn't gone how he'd hoped, but it seems like he's really supportive. Well, he's one of the main leaders. You know, he's, he, he's one of the main leaders on our football team. He's a single digit. And, uh, you know, it's not going exactly to plan. Uh, you know, we both understand that, but he does not flinch. Uh, he's a tough kid. He, uh, he's a great teammate. He coaches all the other quarterbacks, you know, during practice when it's his turn to go get reps. He does it at a high level. Had a really good day today throwing the football. Uh, you know, there's going to come a time when we're going to need all three of those guys to win games, you know, towards the end of the season. So I think they're all locked in. They're all trying to get better. They're all ready for when they're turned, when they're, when it's their turn, when they're, when they're called upon, they're going to be ready to roll. Uh, you, you've been with Rule long enough to see kind of how this single digit jersey works. Is this an example of where because he has that jersey, it's an extra, this is what's expected of you, and it almost gives you a certain responsibility because you have that single digit? Yeah, I don't know if it's ever happened like this before, but I, I do see that. I think that once you put that single digit on, I mean, that's your teammates thought enough of you to, you know, at the time when they voted that you're going to be a leader of the football team. So I do think that it adds a layer of responsibility to those guys to know that even if things aren't going your way, it's about the team, not me. Talk about not going to plan when you think about where, what your vision was for the offense before the season to where it is at the midpoint. How different has that been, and maybe how proud are you about the adjustment? I'll be honest with you. Like I, it's it's painful at times to watch. I get it. Like it's painful for coaches to watch because we we put a lot of time into this, and we have a picture of how we want it to look, and it doesn't always look that way. But it's so we're having so much fun. Like there's ups, there's downs, uh, but it's fun to come in each week and kind of figure out how we're going to utilize what we have and attack whoever we're playing, and see the guys kind of adapt their roles and put their you know their their blueprint on the on the plan. So. 
It may not be high flying and scoring 80 points right now, but it's a heck of a time and it's a lot of fun because it's a bunch of, it's a group of dudes doing it together that are on the same page. They're just doing, willing to do whatever is needed to win. Like Billy Kip wants to catch 12 balls a game. He comes up to us for the game. And he's like, I don't care if I catch an effing ball all night. He goes, I'm going I'm to block my, you know, I'm going to block my butt off and whatever we have to do to win, coach. It's just little things like that. It's fun to be around these guys. You, it probably goes without saying, but you've been coaching a while. You, you have years that aren't like that. Yeah, there's years where it's it's hard, and you got a lot of individuals, and you got a lot of situations of people, you know, just playing time and roles and stuff, and it just kind of fights off each other, and it's not always fun. Uh, this is a group that you know these kids just want to win, and literally they don't care. Like Heinrich doesn't care if he throws a ball, right? As long as we have more points than the other team. And it puts W on the left side of the column instead of L. That's all we care about. And when you have a group of coaches and a group of players like that, it's really cool to, to be a part of and it's fun to come to work. Hey Marcus, with that in mind about how your offense obviously doesn't look exactly like you thought it would in the offseason, you're, you're getting into an important time of year for, for recruiting. And you know, I know some of the coaches were on the road last week and watching players. So how have you found that your conversations have gone with kids who want to be a part of this program or are thinking about being a part of this program in the future and they see an offense right now that isn't maybe featuring the skill players in the same way that you talk to them about how it would when you recruited them? Luckily, like you were saying, I've coached a long time, so I think you can look at the majority of my career. You can look back the last two years, and you can kind of see, like, once everything gets put into place and stuff, kind of what it looks like. I mean, if, if, there's, a, if there's a time that we need to throw it 45 times and for 600 yards, and that's what we do, we run it five times, then we'll do that. We'll figure out how to do it. So... Uh, we're going to adapt to the guys that we have, and those guys trust us through the recruiting process, relationships we built. They know that, you know, if if you're a receiver and you're really fast and you can catch the ball, we're not going to recruit you to come here and, and block. Like you're going to have to block, but we're bringing you here to throw you the ball and be a game changer and help us win games. So, I think that they trust us, trust the vision, trust the you know trust what we're doing here, uh, and know that you know when it's all said and done, that every position, every skill set is going to be rewarded in this offense. I don't want to assume anything, but it would seem like a year like this would help your growth as a coach. Just the, ch the challenges now that are in front of you. That uh, I don't know. Uh, more gray hairs, maybe less sleep, but uh, you know, it, it's it's not always it's not always pretty, not always easy. But again, when you're in it with a bunch of dudes, man, it's it's fun to fun to do it. I know I've said that a bunch of times, but it is really cool to experience it with these guys. Thanks, guys.